Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlock big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Oxygen Advantage. When you first heard about this book, you may not have been very interested. Of course we have been breathing since we were born. As such, if it's a human instinct to breathe, then why exactly do we need to learn it? However, the answer is that yes, we in fact do need to learn how to do it, because most of us have been breathing incorrectly. This is not an exaggeration. Have you experienced shortness of breath and a rapid heartbeat after just a very short run or workout? If this is familiar to you, then it's maybe due to using the wrong breathing technique. This makes you gasp while running, but also can cause other health concerns, such as anxiety, insomnia, obesity or even heart disease. Not everyone breathes correctly even though breathing is a basic human instinct. Why do we breathe in the wrong way? And what is the right breathing technique? The oxygen advantage will change the way you understand breathing. This book not only introduces fundamental knowledge of breathing, but also provides simple but effective programs for you to master a superior breathing technique. Patrick McEwen, the author of this book suffered from asthma from a young age. Once he met Dr. Konstantin Buteko, the founder of the Butkio Method, Patrick started to systematically study and practice the method. By practicing this method, he was able to get his asthma under control after suffering from it for over 20 years. Patrick then developed the Oxygen Advantage program and has since been running this program in Russia, Austria, America and Europe. It has helped thousands of people adopt a correct breathing method. Clients who have benefited from this program include people with respiratory problems and athletes from all over the world. Now we will unlock this book and divide this book into three parts to help you understand how to become healthier and more energetic through correct breathing technique. Part 1, Understanding Breathing. Part 2, The Relationship Between Breathing and Health. Part 3, Your Oxygen Advantage Program. Let us talk about the first part, Understanding Breathing. Do you know what the mechanism of breathing is? In the process of breathing, our body takes in oxygen and uses it as the fuel for all muscle activities, and releases carbon dioxide as an end product of metabolism after fats and carbohydrates have broken down. Therefore, breathing is a metabolic process that involves a series of organs in the respiratory system taking in oxygen and expelling carbon dioxide. Breathing starts from inhaling air through the mouth or nose. The air travels down the trachea and then goes to the lungs, which consist of approximately 300 million alveoli. The alveoli are tiny air spaces covered by capillaries. Once oxygen reaches the alveoli, it enters the bloodstream through capillaries, and is carried by a protein called hemoglobin to all muscles for life activities. After hemoglobin delivers oxygen, it carries carbon dioxide from the body to the lungs, and it exhales from the body. This is the process of breathing. The breathing process is regulated by receptors in the brain, which work in a similar way to how a room thermostat controls the heating system. In order to maintain the temperature near a desired set point, the thermostat monitors temperature changes in real time. Like the thermostat, the receptors also do real-time monitoring, 
but instead of monitoring temperature fluctuations, they detect the changes of carbon dioxide levels in the blood. When carbon dioxide levels in blood become excessive, the receptors transmit signals to stimulate increased breathing rate and breathing volume to expel excess carbon dioxide. To put it another way, the main purpose of stimulating breathing is to get rid of excess carbon dioxide from the body. Since the purpose of breathing is to inhale oxygen and expel carbon dioxide, is it better for people to inhale large gulps of air? We have been indoctrinated by our parents, trainers, coaches, physiotherapists, and so on that it is beneficial for us to take deep breaths, which is in fact a common mistake. As we have discussed earlier, the hemoglobin in red blood cells is a determinant of oxygen delivery to all body tissues. The efficiency of oxygen delivery can be measured by blood oxygen saturation. Blood oxygen saturation refers to the percentage of oxygen-saturated hemoglobin relative to total hemoglobin. For example, in normal breathing conditions, the blood oxygen saturation level in healthy humans is typically between 95 and 99%. A 100% blood oxygen saturation level is not always achievable, because oxygen in the blood is constantly being supplied to cells. In other words, the hemoglobin is already nearly fully oxygen-saturated, so taking big breaths will not increase the blood oxygen saturation. Another way of looking at it is to imagine having a full glass of water, it is unsurprisingly impossible to add more. Gulping large breaths of air in fact reduces the efficiency of breathing. We already know that an important part of the respiratory process is that hemoglobin transports and releases oxygen to body tissues, while carbon dioxide on the other hand is a waste product to be expelled through our lungs. However, carbon dioxide is also an important factor for oxygen delivery to body tissues. Increased carbon dioxide concentration in blood will decrease the oxygen affinity of hemoglobin, which results in oxygen being released by hemoglobin. This is also known as the Bohr effect. In other words, oxygen in blood can only be released by hemoglobin and delivered to body tissues when carbon dioxide is present in our blood. The Bohr effect is named after Christian Bohr, a Danish physiologist who first discovered this phenomenon in 1904. The Bohr effect has helped scientists understand the mechanism of how oxygen is supplied to muscles and organs via blood. Most people unfortunately still do not understand that it is the concentration of carbon dioxide in blood that determines the efficiency of oxygen supply. Within the tolerance range of an individual, greater concentration of carbon dioxide in blood can cause a more efficient release of oxygen. The blood carbon dioxide level is fundamentally determined by our way of breathing. Sufficient carbon dioxide concentration in blood will be achieved by using a correct breathing technique, which is calm, stable, and rhythmic. Taking bigger and deeper breaths will expel a large amount of carbon dioxide, which leads to a drop in the blood carbon dioxide level. As a result, your hemoglobin will not be able to effectively transport oxygen to muscles. If a person is accustomed to over-breathing, it will further reduce the capacity of receptors in the brain to tolerate carbon dioxide. This will form a vicious circle, because heavy breathing will be triggered more frequently. Therefore, increasing the tolerance of carbon dioxide is the key to improving respiratory efficiency. A person's tolerance of carbon dioxide can be measured by the body oxygen level test, 
which is abbreviated as BOLT. To obtain an accurate BOLT score, the participant should be in a resting state with stable breathing. After taking a normal breath in through the nose, the timer will start when the breath then goes out from the nose. The participant needs to hold their breath until the first definite desire to breathe occurs and then stop the timer immediately. The number of seconds on the timer will be the BOLT score. It is worth noting that the test will stop whenever the participant can feel a clear sensation of breathlessness. The test is to measure the reaction time of one's body to shortage of air rather than the maximum time one can hold their breath. The desired BOLT score for healthy adults is 40 seconds, but the majority of people can only achieve 20 seconds or less. For people with a BOLT score of 10 seconds or less, there is a high chance that they have experienced overbreathing in their lives. Practicing the Oxygen Advantage program will improve their score. Once your BOLT score is measured, it is time to examine your breathing style. Many people adopt an incorrect breathing technique, such as upper chest breathing and mouth breathing. Upper chest breathing is a common mistake characterized by puffing out the chest and raising one's shoulders while breathing. Mouth breathing can also be found with upper chest breathing, because it prompts the individual to engage the upper chest to breathe. People will adopt mouth breathing spontaneously when they are in a nervous, anxious, or frightened state. This triggers upper chest breathing to allow more air to be sucked into the body. This pattern was formed during evolutionary processes for our prehistoric ancestors to handle dangerous situations, and is famously called the fight-or-flight response. Therefore, upper chest breathing can be seen as an instinctive response of humans to stress, which will be automatically triggered in a nervous, anxious, or frightened state. Because the fight-or-flight response in our bodies will be activated, upper chest breathing and mouth breathing tend to occur together. Mouth breathing can eliminate more carbon dioxide from the body, which reduces the oxygen level in the arterial blood and triggers stronger breaths. For this reason, people with habitual mouth breathing are often inactive, find it hard to concentrate or are emotionally withdrawn. They can also find it difficult to get up in the morning, and feel tired and drowsy for a few hours regardless of the length of their sleep. There is already ample evidence that habitual mouth breathing has negative impacts on people's levels of energy, concentration, productivity and emotional well-being, regardless of being awake or asleep. With regards to the correct way to breathe, Patrick McEwen, the author of The Oxygen Advantage states that nasal breathing and abdominal breathing are the right methods. Let us first talk about the benefits of nasal breathing. The nose is one of the most significant organs in the human body. When inhaling through the nose, the air will be conditioned and guided into a steady and smooth stream by the unique internal structure of the nose. The direction and speed of the air can also be regulated in the internal structure of the nose to maximize exposure to a network of fine veins and arteries and the mucus blanket. As a result, inhaled air will be warmed, humidified, and sterilized. In addition, the resistance to airflow in nasal breathing is 50% more than in mouth breathing, which results in an increase of oxygen uptake by 10-20%. to 20%. More importantly, nitric oxide can be maximally produced and released during nasal breathing, which is an important signaling molecule serving an important role in the cardiovascular system. Nitric oxide functions as a vasodilator, regulating air passages and vessels in the lungs. 
This provides benefits to our body such as regulating breathing, regulating blood flow, lowering cholesterol levels, preventing arterial aging and boosting the immune system. Furthermore, nitric oxide can lower the risk of cancer, heart disease and stroke, and even improve sexual performance. Nitric oxide is created inside the nasal cavity and the inner layer of all blood vessels. When breathing through the nose, nitric oxide stored inside the nose will be continuously transported to the lungs and will enter the bloodstream. Nasal breathing is crucial for people to take full advantage of nitric oxide. Abdominal or diaphragmatic breathing is also beneficial. The diaphragm is a thin skeletal muscle located below the lungs that separates the abdomen from the chest. Both inhalation and exhalation are driven by the up and down movement of the diaphragm. When the diaphragm is properly used, the abdomen will move inward and outward, this is called abdominal breathing. The lungs are conical in shape, narrow at the top and broader at the base, which increases blood flow to the lower lobes of the lungs. Abdominal breathing becomes a more efficient respiratory method and reduces the risk of overbreathing. It utilizes more of the lower lobes of the lungs and allows more oxygen to enter the bloodstream. When we adopt abdominal breathing as a habit, we will feel relaxed and less stressed, and our breathing will become calm, smooth and rhythmic. Another benefit of abdominal breathing is that it contributes to lymphatic drainage. The lymphatic system is considered our body's sewerage system, responsible for the removal of waste and excess fluid. Unlike the mechanism of the circulatory system, which is driven by the heart pumping blood throughout the body and eliminating waste materials, circulation and detoxification of the lymphatic system is caused by the movements of muscle, which includes the diaphragm. During abdominal breathing, the lymph will be absorbed into the blood circulation to neutralize and destroy dead cells, detoxify the body, and reduce fluid retention. That concludes part 1, in which we have discussed the mechanism of breathing. We have also touched upon two incorrect breathing methods, mouth breathing and upper chest breathing. Finally, we have introduced two important aspects of the correct way to breathe, which are nasal breathing and abdominal breathing. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.